Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m. and 8 a.m., Monday through Friday. And it is really a pleasure to have you with us as we continue our conversations with our very special guests who are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And uh, we also are podcasting these programs at Sound on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We are on YouTube, where you can watch these conversations. That's right. You can watch these conversations. And um, we hope that you'll subscribe. Or at the very least, maybe you just click notifications so that uh, uh, when I post a new conversation, you'll be notified so that uh, you too can participate by, I will, I put it this way, eavesdrop, but we encourage you to do so uh, on these conversations and then contact and get in touch with our guests on on their websites and uh, maybe get a copy if they have a book, uh, if, if it's just conversation, we hope that you enjoy it. We also help uh, encourage you, uh, if you are able to do so, we would greatly appreciate any financial support. We have a PayPal account. It's there for your security as well as ours. When uh, it's asking you for an email address to whom you are sending, richard at richarddugan.com is the email. That's richard at richarddugan.com. And we also ask that you take some time to go within during this decade of perfect vision, the 2020s, And listen to that still small voice in that quiet, peaceful, calm place. We hope that you will will do that. We also hope that you'll stay with us as we uh, talk with our very special guest, who is going to talk to us about um, a very serious, if you will, I I, I guess that's the right word, uh, uh, conversation uh, about addiction, because she has uh, a work that we are hoping that you folks will uh, consider picking up. And it is basically Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. And that is the title of her book. And her name is Natalie May. And um, Natalie, thank you so much for joining us here on the program. Uh, Thank you, Richard, for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, As as far as what I am reading uh, in, in reference to this particular book, I know that uh, you know, what I should say, what little I know about addiction, we all have them uh, to a lesser or greater degree. And um, addiction can be a dark and, and a, a, suff- a suffocating cloud that affects not only the people trapped within its grasp, but also their friends and family. It creates a cycle of pain, isolation, and despair. When we are defining our terms, which we do on this program quite regularly, I might add, we want to know what what these terms mean. And in this case, addiction. Uh, What is it and when is it important that we do something, if anything, about it? Uh, am Am I incorrect that we all have them regardless of who we are and where we live and how much money we have, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? 
Uh, well, an addiction uh, is considered to be an addiction when it has negative circumstances. So uh, we all might have habits, like a daily habits or rituals and routines, mm-hmm. and that's perfectly normal. But an addiction uh, appears when uh, these habits are starting to destroy uh, our lives and uh, our relationships or our health, and then it's considered to be an addiction. And this is uh, what this book is about. Um, uh, the book that I wrote, uh, have I mentioned that I wrote the book, Just Stop Addiction with Cognition? You did, right, Richard? Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. Yeah, and as a matter so... of fact, they can find this book through Amazon as well as your website, nataliemay.com. I'll spell that out in just a moment. Um, but um, uh, one quick question, uh, point of reference, if you will, is the book available in uh, audible format yet? Uh, no, not yet. I am just uh, uh, waiting for it to appear on Amazon within um, within 48 hours. It should be there uh, in, um, in electronic format and in a printed format in the paperback. Mm. And Audible, uh, unfortunately, not yet, but I'll, I'll work on it as soon as possible. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So are, are we, because uh, I do want to make sure that I have this correct, we all am i am i incorrect it, it we don't all have addictions as you have defined them um i wouldn't say that we all have addictions because uh an addiction is has like a negative um color let's mm-hmm. say so an addiction is uh, like something that leads to negative circumstances so i wouldn't call uh all of us addicts <laughs> although uh although maybe uh, some of us do have an addiction of like maybe um electronics or like watching a tv or uh, other things but i still hope that more people um there are still more people that that don't have addictions they they control themselves mm-hmm. and they uh utilize their uh, time and um, and um you know habits uh, correctly without having negative circumstances on their lives. When we observe, I want to use the term carefully here, when we observe other people, now granted, we need to be more observant of self, if you will, uh, in terms of learning about who we are and why we are where we are and so forth. Those are the, I guess you might call them the fundamental questions of life that that we're all trying to answer in terms of, well, what's my role in all of this in the universe, uh, in this place. Um, but when we do observe, what signs are we looking for in that in the person that would indicate that they have an addiction? What what are those what are those signs? Uh-huh. I uh, actually didn't think about it. It's a very interesting question, Richard, uh, because, uh, well, uh, due to the nature of my job, uh, all the people who uh, come to me, they have an addiction. So I don't know many people who don't, <laughs> unfortunately. And uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I think that uh, actually everyone, uh, every single human being is good. Uh, um, uh, potentially have an addiction given uh, the uh, circumstances uh, because uh, the circumstances uh, are what influence whether the person is going to be an addict or not because uh, most people um, get to uh, be addicted to uh, substances 
mm-hmm. through uh, their um, like surrounding, let's say, through their uh, environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, it's either uh, comes from their family or from their friends or or from work. I don't know, but but for sure it comes from somewhere outside. And uh, usually people uh, see someone doing that and they repeat because we as humans, we have this trait from the monkeys <laughs> that we like to repeat after uh, one after another. So we uh, don't learn uh, much by, um, you know, reading about things, but we mostly learn by coping each other. And uh, that's why uh, addiction is so widespread, because uh, people just um, copy each other without actually understanding what's what what are they doing? Mm. So no one uh, like uh, before like taking a drug or like over consuming alcohol, no one uh, is googling, you know, the, those substances and and looking into like the long term effect of these uh, drugs. I'm saying this also from my personal experience because when I tried drugs, I never it never crossed my mind to like Google. Like, what am I actually taking? So it's usually mm-hmm. someone who is just giving you something and you're like, oh, very interesting. Let me try. Because you kind of uh, trust the person who are. And, and this is how it starts, unfortunately. So uh, the book that I've written uh, specifically uh, goes into details about all type of the popular drugs. So I devoted um, at least one page to each drugs. And, and um, also there are many um, examples there of real people who lost their lives. Because they tried something from from a friend and they didn't know and then they just died, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's uh, very uh, that's very unfortunate that we kind of uh, just uh, have this um, don't have any trust issues. We just take from people whatever uh, whatever and 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 eat it or drink it and then it causes our, our us our health our life and um you know like like the drug addiction and like overdose is number one uh cause of death now in united states and uh, in canada also and it's also a very big problem in um uh mostly like all all other countries worldwide and also it leads to um mental health conditions like depression and uh, to suicide so uh, there is a lot, a lot of consequences, and mm-hmm. um, we must uh, start like thinking, um, you know, about it, and um, really like trying to try to try to like monitor what we are doing, monitor our our own actions. We're talking with Natalie May, and we're talking about her latest book, which is. Uh, having to do with addiction. Uh, and uh, we are encouraging you folks to uh, get involved in this process. I know that one of the biggest things uh, that seems to be facing um, our country in particular, but I have a feeling it's not exclusive to the United States, is uh, this uh, conversation that we're having uh, over uh, the issue of fentanyl. I mean, that seems to be the the big bugaboo right now is that um, <clears throat> that's 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 the big, big problem that we're we're dealing with. Um, does that really have that much of a bearing on our conversation or is it just one of the uh, deadly side effects of having an addiction? 
well, fentanyl, uh, as I understand, is uh, the um, the number one killer of people right now in the United States. And uh, as uh, I was doing the research for the, for the purpose of writing this book, and I understand that it's coming from Mexico, uh, where the cartels are manufacturing, and they're basically disguising it in like all um, pharmaceutical products. So they make counterfeit uh, pharmaceuticals and um, they put fentanyl inside. And you can, um, so basically you're not safe taking anything which didn't come from a pharmacy. And uh, you must be especially careful if you live in the United States uh, right now, because like anything uh, which is not um, uh, produced by like official manufacturer might, might cause you death. Mm. So, um, yes, yeah, so it's, 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 it's the biggest issue right now uh, in the United States. And I hope uh, that um, uh, the government does something about it. Well, and I have to I have to wonder if maybe. Uh, we shouldn't rely on the government to do something about it. And, and, and I want to ask you in that regard, because there was uh, a, a first lady who supposedly thought that a simple phrase would solve the problem. Uh, and that was going back, and I was in my 20s at the time, going back to the 80s, and the catchphrase was, just say no, just say no. That, is that, are, are these kinds of things really helpful or do they sometimes maybe do more harm than good because they, they really don't address the issue? They're just uh, platitudes? Uh, well, the issue of... Uh like uh, uh, abusing substances is a very complex one. So first of all, why people are using substances? Because they're trying to self-medicate themselves. So either they don't have uh, access to uh, healthcare uh, or to mental healthcare, uh, and uh, they don't have access to the education which would um, warn them about the side effects of drugs so all these three things are uh, must be taken into consideration and uh, uh, of course it would be uh, wonderful uh, if um, uh, you know we had the, the media and social media do the same thing as they did with covid so uh, like to warn everyone that uh, you know you shouldn't go out without mask on the street you shouldn't be you know interacting with people if they did the same for for drugs that would be amazing because i think the problem would be solved like like this you know if they, if they weren't you know they, they could warn that like, all the drugs are poisoned with fentanyl and if you take them they kill that's it i think the problem would be like really uh, solved very quickly but unfortunately this is not being done and the media uh, doesn't uh, pay um, enough attention to this uh, problem and um, and the social media um, either, unfortunately. So um, I still hope that um, this, uh, you know, education about the um, um, the side effects, the deadly side effects of uh, counterfeit medical medicals and of drugs in general would be uh, available in schools because. Um, this is um, the only way I can see that uh, it's possible to educate people. 
Mm. We're talking with Natalie May and her website, nataliemay.com. Uh, and that's uh, spelled N-A-T-A-L-I-M-E-I dot com. We will be linked to that website so that uh, folks can uh, go there and uh, check out the work that you are doing. And speaking of which, the work that you are doing uh, as a cognitive behavioral therapist and addiction recovery mentor. Talk to us about what a cognitive behavioral therapist is. Uh, well, basically, I'm a psychologist who is uh, offering um, talking therapy to my clients, and uh, I help them res uh, resolve uh, their mental issues, and I help them to uh, set goals and to achieve those goals and to get on the right track with life. So uh, I decided to uh, work especially with uh, people with addiction because um, I know that, um, uh, first of all, I know it's a big problem. Uh, second, uh, I, I have my own experience with addiction and I know how hard it is to find someone who can actually help you. Uh, right. And um, also one more thing is that, um, you know, there are, uh, a lot of therapists out there and a lot of coaches who help people, you know, get set the goals and get on the life, but they don't work with people with addiction because they think it's like, uh, you know, another, another level. But uh, what I think that uh, most people uh, who are, are abusing uh, substances, they're doing it for a reason. So they have uh, some kind of um, emotional or psychological problem and they're trying to like get away from it by numbing their brains yes so like the, the drugs like um depressants like opioids uh, for example yes they're all depressants so they're like depressing central nervous system so the person doesn't have to worry about what they're worrying you know so so this is the main reason why there is a, an opioid epidemics uh, worldwide and in, in the united states in particular so if all those people um were asked like why are you using drugs then uh, they would answer, like, for example, uh, like, I have a problem with my relationship, or I, I have, uh, like, social anxiety, mm -hmm. or I don't know, I, I lost, I lost, uh, like, I had a loss in my life, I, I lost my parent, for example, or, I don't know, my, my spouse left me, you know, every uh, person has an explanation why they're using this, yes, but um, uh, somehow the stigma in the society uh, exists, and, and people forget that uh, uh, every um, every uh, medicine um, is taken when there is pain. Mm. It's exactly the same. It's exactly the same with drugs. So um, uh, my uh, job as a cognitive behavioral therapist is uh, to help uh, people uh, figure out why they are using. Yes, and when they understand what's the reason for that, we mm. are working on healing that issue. And uh, uh, making them uh, move on in life in a way that they don't need this uh, medicine anymore. So this is how I ensure that uh, recovery is sustainable and there is no relapse. Because uh, what most of the rehab centers are doing, they're just, uh, you know, keeping people away from drugs. Mm -hmm. And they are, let's say, um, you know, they're uh, balancing their, their system, their, their health. But as soon as people leave the rehab, they go back to the reason uh, why uh, they have started to use in the first place, and they relapse immediately. Mm. Uh, 
and uh, you know, and that's why, uh, yeah. So that's why I offer this uh, uh, online therapy uh, for addiction. And many people are surprised how can uh, addiction therapy be online. But I'm just saying that I think it's the most effective way. And uh, if uh, it becomes like more popular, which it should, uh, I think that we can help many people because it's. Uh, um, just like any other therapy, uh, and people like people with addictions, uh, like need it, need someone to talk to about the roots of the problem. Natalie May is my guest. We're talking about her latest work, uh, Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. Oh, I beg your pardon. That's right, with cognition. <laughs> Thought I read it wrong. Um, when we are talking about addiction, and as as you continue to describe the, the whole aspect here, um, and, and let's focus primarily on uh, substance, or if we want to use more specific, drug addiction. There has been, over the centuries, a um, usage of many of these drugs for medicinal purposes they actually were used within the context of medicine to maybe alleviate pain uh, and so on and so forth of various types whether it's physical or even psychological for that mental pain unfortunately these drugs are now in the mainstream and as you say you know people that they're dealing with um uh, you know some are well probably most if not all they're trying to mask the pain that they're feeling that they're not willing to deal with. And of course, if I am, if I'm correct, we have to go through in order to, if, if the, if the right word is get rid of or be free of the pain, we have to go through it. Whereas the, the drugs that we're talking about here, they, they um, uh, misdirect us. We're not going through. What uh, obviously the first step is to recognize that one has an addiction, and again we're stay focused on on the whole issue of drugs. I know that today there are people who are trying to get our institutions and our government in particular to recognize the importance of these different drugs that actually could be very helpful, let's just say, for veterans who are suffering from PTSD and, and so forth, anxiety and depression, et cetera, et cetera. And in, I, what, what, I guess the right word is in moderation, they can be very helpful. But part of the problem, and maybe this is where, for example, the opioid epidemic has, has gone, um, they lose track of how many they've taken. It feels good. And so I'm just going to keep doing it because the pain is alleviated. And the next thing you know, they're addicted or dead because eventually, apparently it will kill you. Uh, in your practice, if you will, when you are working with people and once they've made the decision, I want help. Uh, I, I have an addiction almost as if I, you know, we're in uh, uh, Alcoholics Anonymous, the AA types of programs. Hi, I'm Richard, and I'm an addict. I'm an addict, and it doesn't matter what you're addicted to. If you know you're addicted, all right, that's the first step. They come to you with that recognition, that acknowledgement. What happens next? 
Well, what happens next is that I uh, announce to them the conditions of my program. So I have um, a special program for the people that consists of uh, 10 uh, sessions. Uh, and uh, I um, walk people through a, a process. So in the first session, we are discussing uh, the cause of their addiction. Like, why are they taking drugs? And for a lot of people, it's uh, like an eye-opening question because sometimes they even like uh, go away and they have to like think about it why why they're really doing it because uh by the time you are abusing drug for for too long like you already forgot why you started to to uh, to, to use it yes because the drugs unfortunately they um depress uh the nervous system and it doesn't function so well so people uh let's say people who are addicted to drugs they're not very bright yes so they really uh, can't uh, figure out uh, even the reason uh, why they stop you started using the drugs. So um, once we have this process, uh, you know, under control, once we found the reason, then I have uh, a next uh, eight steps devoted to the eight uh, dimensions of uh, happiness, as I call them. <clears throat> so we basically what we do is we work. Uh, out a plan for the whole life until uh, the I call it the ultimate life planner, like until the end of your life, and it covers all eight dimensions, uh, which um, like eight dimensions of happiness I call them, or we can call them eight dimensions of life. I think Tony Robbins also have a similar uh, thing, uh, but he doesn't uh, uh, put goals. He he has a wheel, a wheel of life. I think it's called. So we are talking about dimensions such as um, uh, psycho psychological, physiological, family, uh, lifestyle, uh, occupation, finance, uh, society, and spirituality. So I help people to set goals in each of these dimensions. Uh, first of all, we go for the ultimate goal until the end of their lives. Like what do they want to achieve before they pass away? Then we go uh, backwards, um, like reverse engineering of life, and then we set a goal for the 10 years, and then for the five years, and then for one year. And for this one year, you basically write down uh, specifically everything uh, that the person needs to do during the one year in order to achieve that goal, which will um, eventually take them to that goal, uh, the ultimate goal, which they will achieve in the, uh, in the end of the life. And uh, this is the process that we are repeating for each of these eight dimensions. So one, uh, one session is devoted to each. And in between, the person has one week to figure out what they really want, and they write all these things down. So they come back to me after one week with a list uh, of um, like goals and, and uh, ideas and dreams. So this really helps people to um, understand what they really want in life and start moving. Because you see, when the person is um, under the influence of drugs, they don't understand what they're doing. The, the mind is blurred and it's like they uh, have, um, it's like they're in the darkness and they don't see where they're going. So they're walking through like a long tunnel, but they don't see where they're going. They just, they just, uh, they just go with, with the blind fall. So uh, this, uh, uh, this planner, which we are doing with them really helps them to uh, get on with life and to start moving in the right direction. And this is what uh, helps them to get out of that um, destructive cycle of their uh, bad habits and to uh, lead them uh, to addiction-free life. And that's why 
I have such a high uh, success rate and very few of, the, of my uh, clients uh, have a problem with relapsing. Because as I mentioned before, you know, after a person has done a rehab, they go out, but they don't have a plan what next to do in life. So they immediately go back to the old habits. But I offer a completely different solution. I don't even focus on how they should stop. I just, I just make them refocus on what they should achieve. So basically, uh, in order to achieve that, they should definitely stop doing drugs because otherwise they would never achieve that. Mm-hmm. So that problem becomes like secondary. They shift the focus. And, uh, you know, it's very important where the focus goes, uh, there the light moves. So if you will focus on your future, you will automatically stop uh, doing the drugs. So basically, it happened in my life first. This is how I uh, recovered. And um, I consider myself fully recovered because I don't even have, um, I can't even imagine what could happen in my life. I can go back to using drugs because now I live a purposeful life. Yes, I, I, I'm an addiction counselor. I'm helping people, and like I'm, I'm holding the, the light, and uh, I'm I'm showing the way. So uh, this really makes me uh, focus on my goals, and um, and that's why I'm not relapsing, and and I never will. So I'm teaching people how to do the same. The one element that I think is extremely uh, important, maybe we should discuss a little bit, because you do. Am I correct that you do much of your work online with people? Is that right? Yes, uh, everything I, I do, I do online. Okay. That means that the person that comes to you recognizing they have an addiction, wanting help to get out of that addictive state, I'll, I'll put it in that context, has to have one element that many folks in the United States as well as around the world don't have, and that's the willpower to do it. I had issues with, uh, three and a half years ago, uh, a diagnosis of type 2 diabetes. And I know how I got there. It was the pandemic. And it was because we all went to comfort foods, which have lots of sugars and carbs. And bammo, I, I, I was there. And I made major changes, no more sodas. And I got it turned around in a month and a half. And it stayed down up until March of 2023. And then I had some other issues. And now I've got it back down again. And I'm very excited about that. Then I see all these commercials for all these drugs to, that people can take to bring down their A1C, bring down their glucose levels, their blood sugar. And I'm going, well, wait a minute. I, I started with a drug metformin but then i got off of it and my blood sugar stayed normal because i stayed with the program and i was doing moderate exercise and so forth and the one thing that my wife and i kind of discussed when we would see these commercials is i says i don't understand what is going on i did it why can't these other people and she actually said just what i did they don't have the willpower so they need a pill is that something that do you do you see that? Do you talk to them about that in that um, that it not necessarily is going to be a long, hard road, which it probably is when you're dealing with an addiction, but that you're you're going to have to develop the willpower, the strong skin, so to speak, to to accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. what what is it? I want to be happy, okay, without the drugs, okay. Talk to us about the element of willpower in the program. 
Well, the willpower is uh, everything, and without willpower, there will be no progress, of course. Uh, but um, many people who are um, who are not in, in denial, right? Because I, I can't help a person who is in denial. Uh, so the people who come to me, they actually admit that they have a problem, and they realize that they won't have a chance of uh, a good life uh, unless they do something about it. So uh, what I do, I just confirm to them, like, you know, since you like you came to me for help, then uh, you must realize that you have like four options right now in your life. Either you uh, have a recovery program with me uh, or uh, your addiction might uh, be uh, harmful to your health in the very near future. And then you will end up in a hospital with uh, destroyed health. Or the third option is that you will be, um, you will eventually do something which uh, will might cause you uh, go to jail because a lot of people lose their senses completely when they're on drugs and they do crazy things. They don't realize it. Yes. So third option is going to jail eventually. And the fourth option, which is the worst, is death. Because as we discussed uh, before, like fentanyl is uh, unfortunately very common and it's uh, possible to just take a pill and never wake up again at any moment mm. yes and everyone is at risk of this so uh, from these four options people clearly uh, you know understand that they don't have a choice and they need to choose recovery because addiction is not like a cold that will go away by itself in a couple of days or weeks no it's more like a cancer and you have to like seriously work on it and uh, like have a, like some serious treatment. But mm-hmm. what uh, is but what is um, a good thing, you know, uh, comparing to cancer, that addiction can be cured and is cured with the help of the willpower. And the cognitive behavioral therapy teaches people how to train their willpower. And the willpower is trained when people. Uh, want to get to the goal. So uh, my uh, job as a therapist is to help them find the goals that they will be so attracted to that they will actually want to move in that direction. And that's the only way to make a person do something is to make them want to do it. Yes, otherwise you will have to be like pushing the person for the whole life with a stick that you have to go to rehab, you have to stop the drugs, like do it, do it, do it. No, that doesn't work in the long run. Uh, uh, making person want to get something, so something so desirable for them that they will intentionally make the decision that, yes, this, uh, this uh, my dream is so like magical and I really want this in my life. I don't want to die. I don't want to like get out of jail or hospital. No, I want the dream to come true. And I know that this person, like this therapist can help me get there. So that's why I'm, I'm intentionally starting to move in that direction. Hmm. We're talking with uh, Natalie May. Uh, if you haven't uh, already figured it out, uh, she, with her accent, she is actually uh, from Russia, originally from Moscow, living outside of, uh, uh, of the, the area for the most part, but also living in uh, and experiencing life in Europe, Asia, Africa, and the U.S., uh, and now you uh, continue to travel the world, uh, helping people, working with people. What is the response or the reaction, if you will, to uh, in the the 
shall we say, the community in which you work as a therapist on addiction to your uh, a cognitive behavioral therapy? Is it is it uh, um, do you find that uh, some of the folks involved in trying to get people off of the various addictive substances embrace what you're talking about or they say no what we're doing is just fine and thank you very much <laughs> well um i work online so uh, my location doesn't really reflect uh, on my uh, clients and uh, to tell you the truth here in europe i don't have so many clients from here uh, most of my clients are from english-speaking countries and uh, they uh, and i'm in italy right now so uh, uh not not uh, there is no uh, problem to this degree in italy in fact i didn't find any uh, any people who really need help maybe maybe they go to italian speaking therapists which can also be the case but for me i, I have zero clients from italy so mm -hmm. uh, most of my clients from united states canada and australia and uh, everyone uh, is like happy to work with me because they all tell me that uh, the um, you know that traditional therapy uh, like addiction therapy which they have access to in their countries first of all they have like a four months uh, waiting time to get to them and second it's like double or triple or four times uh, the price that i'm asking yes and the reason why i'm asking for a low price is because uh, i don't pay for office rent one thing and second i don't work for a clinic and very if the therapist works for a clinic they have to share the the the, the, the profit with them obviously so i don't have all these expenses and that's why i managed to keep my price at two three times or even four times cheaper than uh, my um, colleagues let's say so mm -hmm. uh, that's why i have um uh, you know, it's like I'm available for people and I try to make myself accessible for people from um, from all over the world and um, and 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 help uh, people everywhere as much as I can. You can find Natalie May on the web at nataliemay.com, N-A-T-A-L-I-M-E-I.com to find out more about the work that she does in reference to what we've been talking about, cognitive behavioral therapy. She's on Instagram, Facebook as well. And uh, we certainly hope that uh, you folks will avail yourselves of what, uh, what we're sharing here on the program. Uh, and of course, uh, one of the things that Natalie is uh, really wanting to do is get the message out uh, that any addiction can be stopped with the power of one's mind. Can we talk at all? I don't know if this is a component of uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy. This, is there a spiritual component, not religious, but spiritual component, maybe incorporating meditation and so forth? I've heard of other practices where if you can just uh, re, uh, I guess the right word is rewrite the neural net, so to speak, uh, help to to change the, uh, the 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 network of the pathways if you will of, of i guess thinking uh that that's that's part of the process is there a, is there a spiritual component uh yes of course uh spirituality is uh, uh one of the eight dimensions of happiness that i talked about earlier and this is the the, um, the last uh, one which i'm working with uh i don't uh, uh like uh, push people into meditation or into a particular religion because I have people from all walks of life. Some 
like meditation. Some are, are maybe, you know, Muslim. They don't uh, understand meditation. Uh, and, um, you know, so it's, it's very personal. And I work uh, with each person um, uh, according to their needs and beliefs. But uh, yes, spirituality is very important, and uh, it's. Uh, but I, I see spirituality uh, as um, the ability of a person to recognize that they are the part of a greater plan, and they have a high purpose. So they're not just uh, like a, 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 you know a replaceable a piece of flesh and blood, but they they came to uh, this world. With the purpose, and once they find this purpose, then everything will fall into places. So I can also speak from my own experience because uh, you know most of my life I wasn't a therapist, I wasn't a psychologist. I come from a business background, and I worked in business for uh, more than ten years, and I was very very successful. So I like made a lot of money and uh, with real estate and consulting uh, worldwide. Um, uh, but uh, when I reached all that success i immediately fell into the trap of um, addiction because uh, when i reached um, you know my financial goals uh, i uh, started having more uh, free time and uh, like access to like different um, pleasures which i didn't have before and uh, after trying like everything you know like shopping traveling you know, all the entertainment I could get. I lived in Miami uh, in a beautiful condo and, you know, I, I could, uh, you know, do, you know, go to both parties and have amazing life. But uh, when I had all that, I, I understood that, okay, now that I reached all that I wanted in my life, I don't uh, know what else I can do in my life. I don't know where, where I'm going to go. Like, like what was my purpose mm -hmm. of, uh, of uh, you know, of my life? And that caused me like a crisis. Uh, so I had the, this like maybe midlife crisis. And that made me fall into the trap of uh, like drug abuse, which became like very dangerous for me. Mm. So um, that's why I um, strongly advise to people to uh, consider themselves, uh, themselves as a part of the universe. And the universe, uh, universe created them for a purpose. Uh, and uh, this purpose... Uh, uh, is very individual and they have to figure it out and the way to figure it out is to make a life plan like the life planner i was talking about uh, and then uh, because people can compare you know the um, the skills that they have accumulated during their life and what they like to do and uh, they can um, choose a new direction in their life because probably if they uh, have an addiction problem then what they've been doing before doesn't work for them it's not their purpose it's not their destiny and that's why they're feeling uncomfortable in their own life and they need to numb themselves with uh, drugs mm. it's it is um a situation that uh, obviously as we've already stated this country has a serious problem with and as you've already uh, alluded to uh, English-speaking countries, um, I, I have often uh, cringed when I hear uh, comments made, especially by politicians, that we want to spread democracy across the globe. Now, democracy, oh, we can we can talk about that, but unfortunately, what comes along with that is capitalism and free enterprise, 
which um, facilitates the whole uh, business uh, model and so forth and the drive for more and more and more uh, and uh, the unhappiness that many people who have that drive in this country alone uh, end up becoming addicted because of the pain, maybe from what childhood life experiences and so forth. And I'm going, please don't, please don't until you can perfect it a little bit better. Don't spread it. You know, it'll be like spreading COVID or spreading the flu or, or, <laughs> or the influenza, if you will, please let's, let's, let's get it. Let's get it fixed first before we start sharing it with the world. Um, it's like, I'm going to send you an email with an attachment. Go ahead and open it. It's okay. It's just a little virus, just tiny thing won't hurt. And unfortunately it seems, and I don't know if, if this is entirely true. I'm not going to say that the United States is responsible, but it certainly, we certainly haven't helped the situation, um, you know, by the, the kind of exporting that we have done. And it, it just, I'm just wondering, obviously, for example, uh, one of the biggest population countries in the world, China, uh, they have a, oh, how can I put this? A capitalistic form of business and enterprise. Are you aware at all of uh, addictive issues in that and similar countries? They may not be democracies or republics or what have you, where people have freedom and so forth. Uh, but have you noticed that oppressed countries have an addictive problem, whether they're English speaking or otherwise? Uh, well, I have no information about China. Uh, okay. And uh, when I was doing the research, it never came up. And, uh, well, it, it wasn't uh, my goal, actually, mm -hmm. uh, because I don't speak Chinese and, yeah. uh, and I won't be able to help uh, many people. So uh, I, I did the research in English language and uh, most of the, um, that's, that's why, you know, all the English countries came up. And um, I can uh, only tell you about Russia. That okay. Russia does have uh, a huge problem, uh, first of all, with alcohol addiction, uh, like it's, it's always been there, because people are very unhappy with their lives. Uh, um, you know, um, uh, you said before that it's uh, like American democracy, but I think it's, it's more the fault of the Industrial Revolution, which okay. happened like 100 years ago. And it's, it's spread all over the world. And uh, that made people, you know, go to school and follow this certain uh, track of life uh, and standardized life <laughs> for, for all the people, mm -hmm. which was not like that, like before the Industrial Revolution. And that's why uh, all these all this mental issues, all these mental problems started to uh, accumulate. And that's why the addiction started to spread. It was also there in... From the beginning of industrial revolution, you know, the opioid addiction and, and so on. So uh, the problem is not United States. Uh, the problem is uh, the whole, uh, the whole, um, how you call it, uh, structure of our society today that, you know, people go to schools, from schools they go to college, from college they, they need to get a job. And uh, they're trying to fit themselves into the frames, which, uh, you know, God has not created us for 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 this uh, for this kind of life. No, yeah. we, we 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 are completely for, for like we are born for a different purpose, yeah. and that's why I, I ask people to to look into the spirituality and try to imagine themselves as a part of something bigger 
there is, I believe, in life after death, and uh, maybe in reincarnation, maybe in this world, maybe in another world, but for sure our journey is not over when we die. Uh, we go, uh, you know, into more and more uh, different lives. So uh, when you think about it this way, then, you know, you will probably stop uh, pushing so much for the financial goals mm-hmm. only, you will be more like, oh, what is more to life? What can I learn? How can I uh, like really experience true happiness? Not the happiness, uh, like hedonic type of happiness from, uh, you know, buying stuff and, uh, you know, just like sipping cocktails and, uh, you know, using uh, pills or whatever. But more like into like uh, learning more about the world, about the universe, about ourselves, first of all, because they, we are magical creatures. And mm-hmm. uh, um, like human being is, um, you know, we only studied uh, the humans from like the physical point of view. So we have all these clinics and doctors and um, and stuff, but we haven't studied um, even spirituality. You know, it stopped. Uh, 2000 years ago when christianity was established and okay a little bit later uh, islam uh, happened but after that it's, it's more or less stopped you know so we still uh, you know using the same book like bible and quran which was written 2000 years ago you know we don't do the same with fashion with food with uh, you know with with any other um, aspect of culture it's only with religion for some mm-hmm. reason so uh, I believe there is much more uh, interesting things that can happen in life. And maybe the next revolution, uh, you know, now we, you're living in the age of industrial revolution, but hopefully the next one will be spiritual revolution. And we can experience like very, very interesting turn in our civilization. Well, first of all, thank you for re- refining uh, what I said. Uh, I think that's probably more accurate uh, having to do with the industrial revolution, not democracy. Uh, so I appreciate that and, and I'll take that in and as well. Uh, and, and I think too, that I'm hoping that we, you and I, and those who have participated in this program, I'm hoping are on the, the, the forefront. I'd like to think so anyway, of that revolution, the spiritual revolution, because, uh, from everything that we've talked about on this program over the years, uh, basically says that just what you said that you know we we need a ha- we need to have a spiritual revolution not a religious revolution and i have to tell you also that that um, one of the conclusions that i came to just as you have alluded to when it came to the various philosophies as i like to call them uh it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me uh that we have a plethora of choices when it comes to food and drink, and work, and play, and living where we live, and how we live, and and the structures we live in, and the the types of communities that we create, and so on and so on. And there's only one way to God. It doesn't make any sense. It, to me, that's illogical. But that's just me. What do I know? <laughs> Natalie May is my guest psychologist. She is the doctor of psychology. She uh, is uh, talking to us today about uh, not only the uh, cognitive behavioral therapy that she practices, but also the book, Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. Um, 
when you used that opening phrase, just stop addiction, it actually did bring to mind what uh, a former first lady used to say about, you know, just say no when talking about drugs. But that is not the message that you are are trying to to uh, get across to folks, because obviously it goes on and with cognition. Again, the cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT. Um, how did you come to this particular phrasing in terms of titling the book? Because it, it does have that that slight flavor of just say no to drugs. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, I took it from a phrase, uh, just stop oil. No, <laughs> and, okay. and I used it. I used it because uh, at some point uh, of my life, I kind of joined uh, all these eco movements. And uh, mm -hmm. I was trying to like, like facilitate and help them uh, uh, until the point when uh, people uh, like openly told me that their goal of using this slogan, just stop oil, is only to piss off the opponent. Mm. literally so uh they don't mean to accomplish anything with this phrase because for me this phrase doesn't have a meaning what do you mean by just stop oil who are you talking to you know so so for me i was like really um like there is an irony uh, in uh, in uh, the title of this book but um uh, on the contrary to just stop oil i give uh, a solution in the mm -hmm. same phrase so just stop addiction with cognition so and and I think like everything uh, can be uh, stopped uh, or or accomplished with cognition because mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know thinking is uh, the, the and reasoning is the magical uh, process which is only available to humans uh, and uh, that's why we are different from all the other um, creatures of our planet. And uh, with this um, process, uh, our civilizations have been built and destroyed. But basically, this is the most powerful tool that we have. It's more powerful than any medicine. It's more powerful than anything available mm -hmm. uh, to humans. So um, this is how I came to this title. And I hope it's catchy and I hope it brings it draws attention of people. Well, I, one of the things that I find interesting about uh, about it all is the fact that it's been said many, many times on this program by my guests that uh, the mind is a very powerful uh, tool, if you will, and that we can create or destroy. But let's focus on creating uh, a world in which everybody is is uh, is benefiting, not just because of their. Uh, national uh, um, association, economics, religious, political, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's kind of what we want. We, we're looking for those new ways of living because you just look around. The old ways just don't work anymore. Um, I mean, look at, look at, we're dealing with these, this issue of addiction. So we need to find some new ways in which to address. And you, have, you focused, you have focused CBT or cognitive behavioral therapy on addiction, but you also just said that you could use this in any area of your life, not just to, uh, did you, did you use the phrase cure addiction? I don't want to miss um, what is the, what is the accomplishment in that regard to an addiction? It'll, it, it will stop the addiction. You will no longer have any interest in because of because of the uh, the therapy. 
Uh, yes, well, uh, stop addiction or overcome addiction. This is what okay. I usually say. And uh, yes, you're right. You can use the same uh, methodology as the ultimate life planner for uh, any um, for anybody. So mm-hmm. anybody would benefit it. And I hope that um, maybe um, when I have kids, this <laughs> my book will be taught in schools and, and they will learn that material in schools because uh, that will be wonderful. If every kid would learn in school how to plan their life ahead, and how to to get there because uh basically what we have now the educational system like it doesn't work it, it didn't really work for me and uh, i'm sure it doesn't uh, really uh, do what what it should do for 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 younger people in the world mm. that we are living now and especially with the digitalization um of everything so uh, that's um that's a very uh, interesting topic as well but uh, yes, uh, I, I before uh, deciding to specialize in addiction, I worked with uh, all, all sorts of people when I just started uh, to be a therapist. Uh, so I worked with um, just people who wanted to make their life better. So I was more like a life coach for them. And I also work, I also use the same uh, process, the same uh, methodology. And um, yeah, it's... It, I got like very good results with my clients. Mm. And um, the only one with whom it didn't really work so well, when uh, I was working with the Ukrainian refugees uh, from, that had to uh, leave the country from uh, the war, uh, because, um, you know, they, uh, most of them were uh, stuck on the idea that they should like uh, put their life on hold and wait until they have the victory. Yeah. So uh, that made it impossible uh, for them to progress because when you uh, give the control of your life to external circumstances, like they did, mm-hmm. uh, you will never progress in life. So when you wait for someone to, uh, you know, because you cannot influence whether the war will continue for forever or when if it will stop tomorrow you don't know but our life should not be influenced by external circumstances we should distance ourselves from uh, the news from uh, everything what's going on from um, from from everything and and focus on what really fulfills us because as we know in the past few years you know so many things changed and if we like, you know, if we go with the flow and react and and try to, you know, follow every time that something changes, then we will never be happy. We will all, always like be like on alert, like what is going to happen next? Maybe we will have an alien attack. Who knows? We, we maybe uh, we will have um, the the heat wave and the global warming and the climate will change. We don't know for sure yeah. what will happen, but. And, and that's why we should really like uh, try to um, uh, have our own uh, plan for life, no matter what happens. Like mm-hmm. in, in any circumstances, we want to be happy because we are here to live the, the life and not to be like scared or frustrated by what's happening in the world. Because basically, uh, you know, it, it's only uh, the privilege of technology that you know what's going on. 100 years ago, nobody knew what's happening in China or what's happening, I don't know, in, in the other part of the world. Nobody knew and yeah. they didn't have this problem. You know, they just had their little small life and they were like more or less happy. But yeah, um, yeah and I think we should, we should do the same. I, for example, don't own a television for the past 20 years. 
and 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 I'm very happy, you know, that I I don't need to watch uh, the news or some I don't know some uh, whatever what distracts me from my life. I, I don't need a distraction. I used to watch a lot of series when I was younger because uh, you know everyone watched series and it was interesting for me. But after a while, I realized that they don't bring any value for me. I'm not going to use this information to make my life better. I'm not going to get happier, prettier, slimmer, richer after watching, you know, Netflix. I'm sorry. So so it's not <laughs> going to be on my list <laughs> at yeah. all because this is like a waste of time and I don't have so much time. <laughs> I'm not uh, like uh, endless. I don't have an yeah. endless life in front of me and I'll rather uh, like fill it with more enjoyable things. Well, I'm I'm with you there. I have, uh, you know, we do have a television. There was a period of time when we, my present, my present wife and I, did not have a television in the house. We did have one in the garage, but it was facing the wall and it wasn't plugged in. And yeah, it was nice. And now when I do watch programs, movies, television, television series, and so forth, I, I uh, first of all, I don't like long running series. I mean, they just, it's like, will you please bring, it was like the, uh, I, you may or may not be aware of the particular series called Lost many, many years ago. Oh, yes. I, I'm I thinking, when are you going to end this thing? This is getting ridiculous. Um, I have loved these short little uh, four or five part uh, series, these television programs, uh, but not for, they haven't been from the US. They've been from overseas, uh, maybe England or what have you. And I thought, Oh, thank you for bringing that to a conclusion so quickly. I appreciate that. But my mind is also working and I'm going, I know where this is going. I know what's going to happen next. I mean, it's like the formula. Why am I watching this? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh -huh. Pick up a book or I mean, even go to Audible and, and uh, you know, listen to a book. Uh, and hopefully soon uh, your book, Just Stop Addiction with Cognition, will be available for folks for folks. Natalie May is uh, my guest and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with Natalie May, doctor of psychology, and she is here to talk to us uh, in this program about cognitive behavioral therapy through the book, Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. And uh, Natalie, I would like to thank you so much for being a part of the work we're doing here and for the work that you are doing there in Italy, but obviously globally through our technology, uh, to help people not only to get over their addictions, to to uh, get control of and uh, get rid of, if you will, stop the addiction, but also to help people to find their life's purpose through that process, which I think, uh, and we do talk about it a lot on this program, is so important. If you don't have if you don't have a life purpose, um, then you flounder and you wonder, okay, and then you just go through the motions and it's like, how are you, uh, how are you contributing to your, yourself, your family, your community? A and then, it, you know, it expands out from there. So thank you so much for, for sharing with us today. Thank you, Richard, for giving me this opportunity to uh, talk with you and to reach so many people. And uh, I really hope that um, those who will hear it will find it uh, helpful for them and it will help them to change their life for the better. 
Natalie May has been my guest, and NatalieMay.com is the website, N-A-T-A-L-I-M-E-I.com. We will be linked to that website. We encourage you to pick up a copy of Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. And um, Natalie, I have three final questions to ask you that I ask all of my guests. But before I do, I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World where we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and then Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 p.m. I beg your pardon, 9, 8 to 9 a.m. It's a morning uh, slot, and we are very happy to uh, bring you these programs. We also uh, encourage you, if you can support the work that we are doing, uh, we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. Just put in Richard at RichardDugan.com as the email address to whom to send the support. We would greatly appreciate any amount. We'll take energetic support as well. Uh, I do want to remind you that we do podcast these programs on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these conversations. And I hope you'll subscribe and then click on notifications so that when a new conversation is posted, you'll know about it and you'll be able to go there and listen to that conversation. We also ask that you take time during this decade of perfect vision to spend time in that quiet, peaceful, calm, still place and listen to that still, small voice. Uh, we uh, have talked a little bit about the, the whole spiritual aspect, and and that's really what we're talking about here in terms of whether you want to call it meditation, you want to call it prayer, or you just want to call it quiet time, which we all can use. Please uh, take the time to do so. With all of that being said and shared with you, we now ask our special guest, Natalie May, um, the three questions that we ask all of our guests here on the program. And that first question, who is Natalie May. I am a psychologist and addiction counselor. What gets you out of bed every morning? My purpose in life and knowing that I'm helping people to change their life for the better. And what was your best day? Uh, two days ago, when I finally finished my book and published it uh, on Amazon Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on that. And again, thank you so much for being a part of what we're doing here. And uh, we hope that people will uh, go to your website, nataliemay.com, and find out more about the work that you're doing, as well as pick up a copy of Just Stop Addiction with Cognition. Thank you again. Thank you, Richard. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, where we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next podcast, broadcast, videocast, love to long. Jeanette, I am still listening. Dad, continue to be happy because I am. To my friend Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. And to my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho.